I've got a king in worms. And I've got the most exciting shoes ever made. Welcome to Date Fight. Welcome it's, to Date Fight. Yeah, come on. Yes. It's the podcast where we pit great moments in history against each other. Yes, he's Jake Yeah, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have trolled history to find two historical elks which we will make battle on the hillside of our love. Until they've lost their horn. Yes. <laughs> well, something, let's get on it. As have I. Round one. Round one. Let's go to the 22nd of December, 2010, and the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell by Barack Obama. Finally allowing gay people to serve openly in the American military. Can I just say, again, you're, you're arguing this is a historical moment. I have spices <laughs> far older than this historical fact. I found one which had a half pea on its price and sticker the other day. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. From which, a chain of shops that stopped existing in 1997. <laughs> which, which spice? Cloves. Oh, that's fine. fine. They're fine. <laughs> Seven and a half p. Of course, it was cloves. You get through like yeah, four cloves a decade. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's the mulled wine, and then there's nothing else. <laughs> uh, Send us your clove recipes. It's at date <laughs> underscore fight. Yeah. Unless children come back from school, we've got to make a pomander for. No, you don't. Um, 2010, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Um, it wasn't until 1942 that gayness was seen as a disqualifying trait by the American army, and thereafter you could not be gay and be in the American army. In fact, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, uh, the policy that was repealed in 2010 by Barack Obama, was actually seen as a progressive step forward, because up when it was signed into law by Bill Clinton in 1992, it was meant to allow gay people to serve as long as they didn't talk about it. Because we don't, don't bang on that. about it. Yeah. I, just, I don't mind gay people. I just don't want it thrust in my face the whole time. Yeah, it's all I can think about. Dear, oh dear. Um, weirdly, it was put through Congress as a progressive move by Barry Goldwater, who was known as a very right-wing Republican, but he also had... Didn't care about whether people were gay or not. And Barney Franks, the gay senator. Barry Goldwater, when it went through in 1982, said, You don't have to be straight to shoot straight. Oh, that's a good... It's all about the slogan, isn't it? Yeah, you need the right slogan. Tough that's on crime, slogan. tough on the causes of crime. The causes of crime? Tough on the causes of crime. Yeah, I mean, that one wasn't like the that, best. That wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that other one, May per 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 So, in 2010, it was repealed by Barack Obama and gay people could openly serve in the American military for the first time in history. Well, since 1942. Hmm. Moving on. I've got the 22nd of December, 1192. Ooh. OK, I'm going to come clean. It's the 22nd or the 21st. I'm not entirely sure. But oh. Richard the Lionheart, yes. who was a master of disguise. Yes. Uh, he, he actually was the first human transformer. He could transform into anyway. Quite often, there'd people would be sitting around waiting for him to come into the throne room until the throne itself started talking. <laughs> so, I was here all along. Oh, no. Oh, no. So... <laughs> Uh, Richard the Lionheart got captured. Oh, my goodness. In the Holy War. He did. And uh, a ransom was demanded for his release, and his brother didn't want to Yeah, we it, talked about this the other day. About. No, no, I know, but here's the thing. But what you didn't mention in all of that, then... Was the song he wrote for his sister? No. Mm. You mentioned that. Uh, was the fact that he got taken prisoner in Worms. Oh, in Worms, yeah. Worms. Well, I like to call it Worms. Yes. To me, it's Worms. 
And you talked about the ransom, didn't you? <laughs> Mother grabber. I shouldn't have wasted the good one on this bit. Um, <laughs> if I'd known this was going to happen, I would have used the one I wasn't so confident with. Well, what you didn't say... Yes. <laughs> ...was that the ransom demanded... Yes. ...in marks... 150,000. 150,000 marks. Yeah. Yeah, or what's that in tonnage of uh, silver? 100,000 tonnes of silver. Nope, it's 23.3 tonnes. Oh, man. No, sorry, I was thinking 100,000 pounds of silver. Mm, well, you didn't, didn't say that. I didn't. You didn't say that. I didn't say that. That's not what I'm you wrong. said. What was and that in terms didn't of say, the income didn't, of the English crown? It was, Can you remember? Yes, it was three times yeah, the annual. Three times yeah. the annual income of the crown. And what you didn't mention is yeah. that Richard the Lionheart sent a letter to Pope Celestine the mm. Third just before Christmas, eleven ninety-three. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Oh, and by the way, Merry Christmas! I've been... <laughs> by the way, my brother has sold me to the Emperor as though I were an ox or an ass. And my question is, well, which? Yeah, <laughs> they're worth very different. <laughs> Quite important to me. <laughs> you have been sold to me as an ass. No, it was definitely as an ox. It says ox. That says ox. No, 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 no. ox. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that I've got the same thing as you. But it's well, you well. That's when he was taken prisoner, anyway. Yeah, it was today or yesterday. Oh, yes. I've lost this point so hard. <laughs> <laughs> lost this point so hard. <laughs> oh. uh, let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to Lady Bird Johnson, the 38th First Lady of the United States, married to Lyndon Johnson, um, who was a beautification advocate. Oh. What do you think one of those is? Um, is it just just emphasising the cheekbones? That's what up the I lips? thought, but it's no. not. It's actually just making sure there are flowers alongside highways. Yeah, that's kind of what I would have guessed, to be honest. Oh, well, you would have guessed right. Um, happy birthday to Paul Wolfowitz, the architect of the Iraq War. He had to resign from the World Bank for ethics violations. That's going some, isn't it? Yeah. Does it both design a war and then have to resign from a bank for being unethical? Yeah. <laughs> also, happy birthday to Mary Archer, the fragrant wife of Geoffrey Archer. Oh, so fragrant. Mm, he married yes. her for her fragrance, I believe. Is well, that right? the judge described her as fragrant in the first of his tri- libel trial, when he was suing the Daily Mirror for libel. Wow. Because uh, they said he'd slept with a prostitute, Monica Coughlin. Um, later we found out that he had done that. Right. And he went to prison for perjury. Uh, the judge also suggested that the wife, Mary Archer, could be in prison for perjury, but she wasn't. Uh, she sings first alto and in 1988 released a CD of Christmas carols titled A Christmas Carol. Oh, I want to hear that. Yeah. Oh, I really want to hear that. <laughs> Alto's doing Christmas carols. We're not doing the melodies. Just the... Um, just the middle bit. <laughs> There's a fantastic, fascinating Aida song that's worth digging out. Do you remember that? It's called Boring Song. It was very, very boring, very, very boring. boring. Very, very boring. Yeah, a little sort of a cappella trio. Two little girls from Oxbridge. And, and Tilly Keane, they sort of, they go through each line. <laughs> so there's, there's the one who does the melody at the top, and then there's the one who does the bass line up and <laughs> And then Tilly Keane goes, I sing the bit in the middle, which is quite boring. <laughs> I look forward to that. And also, what a fabulous model for prisonership, mm. Jeffrey Archer. I mean, being allowed to, to to come out for a party. Yeah, pop out for a party. Why not? Yeah, that's the Epstein model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not quite. Happy, Happy death day in 1419 to anti-Pope John the 23rd. 
How many popes do you reckon there were in 1419? I don't know. Not one. What? Not two. What? Three popes! Well, one pope and two anti-popes. Is that like a supergroup thing like the three tenors? Did they do <laughs> no, O Solo Mio? They could never be in the same place at the same time. Oh, really? Like matter and antimatter. If a pope and an anti-pope shake hands, the universe collapses on itself. And is that how we ended up with one pope? Because two of them collided and evaporated? Pretty much it was, because they had the Council of Constance in 1413 to decide who's the proper pope, and they all turned up. And they were all told to resign. It destroyed all of those popes. Wow. Not only were they told to resign, they were told they were all under arrest. And anti-pope John Twenty-Third had to run away from Constance, disguised as a postman. Oh, a disguise. I love this. It's my new favourite thing in history. <laughs> I, I like the idea of, like, WPWF. Yeah. Like, Worldwide Pope Wrestling Federation <laughs> yeah, matches. Going around with the, you know, what's the thing, you know, the smoky thing that they dangle in front? The sensor. Just like twirling it over yeah. their head and just clumping each other on the head with it. I like the idea of the escaping disguise as your postman. <laughs> uh, John the Twenty Third is also referred to as John the Twenty Second because there was no John the Twentieth. Ah, oh, that's like my fact from earlier. Yeah. Happy birthday to Beatrix Potter. She did Peter Rabbit, which was um, entirely destroyed by James Gordon. Yes, he he completely obliterated that franchise, I think. Yes, that will let us never speak of it again. No. Beatrix Potter, thank goodness you're gone. Happy death day to Richard Dimbleby, who proved that the ability to present television is genetic rather than a learned ability. Because up until that point, people had thought that it was a skill that you could develop through yeah, yeah, practice yeah. until he proved, without any shadow of a doubt, that actually it's passed on through the genes. They have isolated the Dimbleby gene, haven't they? Um, and they found, because they, they found it in Hugh Edwards, he's got right, it. he's got it. Uh, and uh, so has Chris Mason, although very, very weak. <laughs> but who doesn't have yeah, it? Yeah, I was going to say, the listener who doesn't have it is Dermot O'Leary. <laughs> I like working to real histories. Have you seen that show? I have not seen that. It's Dermot O'Leary's shot at a pension, apart from his Radio 2 show. Is that kind of... Oh, we just realised we're paying Dermot O'Leary a lump sum of, you know, £450,000 a year or whatever it is. Mm. Uh, And we're not actually getting any programmes out of him anymore. No. So they do this show called Real History, which is uh, him... What does he do? Does he discuss what happens on every day in the year? It's a really moving show where I sit in a (laughs) cinema with people like Rod Stewart and we look back at footage from their lives and I go, oh, what's it like watching that back? (laughs) And I hope they cry a bit and then they don't and then I bite my pen and then we watch some more. It's really terrible. (laughs) I'm going to have to go and watch it now. It's so terrible. It will honestly strip the enamel off your teeth. Happy death day to Dermot O'Leary. Oh, no, to Dimbleby. Korea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, let's see you top this one then, because mm-hmm. it's another on one December we did yesterday. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! Uh, I did, when you get all punchy, you know, there's, there's a certain timbre to your laugh that changes. Suddenly, very aggressive, very <laughs> aggressive. You know, you spend your life being Mr. Mildman, and, and suddenly, you know, you, the vest's been ripped off, and you're smashing a beer can open on your forehead. Unbelievable, exactly what's mate! Happening now. Unbelievable. You are literally describing the events. You are literally now. unbelievable. Yeah. December the twenty second, nineteen forty four, eleven thirty in the morning. Mm. Four German soldiers. Yeah. Waving two white flags. Yeah. Approach the American lines south of Bastogne. Two officers, two enlisted men, and. They stop in front of a foxhole. Mm. And Lieutenant Henke 
wearing a long overcoat and shiny black boots, and speaking English says, I want to see the commanding officer of this section. Palmer, mm. the soldier he says this to, doesn't know what to say, but Staff Sergeant Dickinson says, uh, go, all right, come over here, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll take and they explain... How can you they, not know what to say? They have a written message to be presented to the American commander in Bastogne. Uh. So uh, the Germans agree to be blindfolded right. and taken to the American commanding officer. So they do this higgledy-piggledy walk through the woods, literally like he was playing blind man's buff or something, so they can't work out. round three he times. Says, so 11 to the left, three to the right, backwards. Anyway, it's about a quarter of a mile away. They get uh, to the sort of mm. uh, commanding officer there. The message filters up to Anthony McAuliffe, the... Brigadier General, mm. who's fast asleep. Uh, they wake up McAuliffe and they say, uh, the Germans have sent some people forward mm. who uh, are asking for our surrender. <laughs> and McAuliffe, who's still half asleep at this point, simply says, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and slowly starts climbing out of his sleeping bag. So then they have a proper meeting, right? McAuliffe yeah. and all the other generals, like, what are we going to do about this? Germans are uh, inviting yeah. us to surrender. And McAuliffe says, uh, well, I don't know what to tell them. And at that point, someone in the meeting room says, well, to be honest, w what you said initially would be quite hard to beat. And McAuliffe, who doesn't remember, he was so half asleep, says, what do you, what, what do you mean? And this guy is called Kinnard. He says, sir, uh, you said uh, nuts. <laughs> and everyone in the room goes, say that! That's to you, Fritz. Yes. So McAuliffe writes it down on a message pad and says, type that up. Doesn't take very long. <laughs> so literally, on a full sheet of paper, clack, clack, the reply, clack, yeah, clack. yeah. December 22nd, 1944, to the German commander, NUTS, <laughs> in capitals, the American commander. <laughs> so they have to drive this letter all the way back. Henker, this German soldier, yeah. still sitting there blindfolded <laughs> the whole time. What is taking so long? And... Uh, they say, right, we've got a reply for you. And Henke says, is the reply written or verbal? And they say, it's written. And so he gives it to him. Like, he's still blindfolded. <laughs> and, a verbal one would be more yeah. useful at this point. And Henke says, uh, what are the contents of this reply? Because if it is affirmative, such a real surrender, I am authorised to negotiate further. And the soldier, Harper, says, uh, the reply consists of a single word. Nuts! To which Henker says, Is that reply negative or affirmative? <laughs> and Harper the soldier says, The reply is decidedly not affirmative. I mean, you can understand why he asked, though, because if you don't yeah. have that big a grasp nuts. on yeah. <laughs> idioms, you'd be like, nuts. nuts, yeah! yeah. I love that! <laughs> oh, nuts, what a great yeah! <laughs> Christmas! Nuts to that! That's a great idea! Oh, that's nuts! <laughs> so, yeah, that's the story of uh, wow. the Germans inviting the Americans to surrender. Okay. And their one-word reply. Nuts. Yeah. Appropriate for Christmas. Very appropriate, actually. As appropriate as the 22nd of December, 2001, when Richard Reed got onto a plane and tried to blow up his own shoes. Oh, yeah, the shoe bomber. Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, he was born in Bromley. He, in, in Kent? In, yes, in Kent. 
Oh, yes, he was. That's where I grew up. I thought, I think he might actually be the same age as you as well. I wonder if I went to school <laughs> I think with you Richard may know Richard <laughs> Reed, the shoe bomber. I remember PE, his plimsolls were always very, very high <laughs> and ticking. Uh, he did graffiti under the name Enroll as part of the FRF crew. Not the FRF crew. From Bromley. I hung with those kids all the time. We tagged everything. <laughs> Just think, he could have been Banksy if he'd just gone slightly <laughs> differently. Um, he was then arrested for graffiti a number of times, went to Feltham Young Offenders Institution, where he was radicalised and converted to Islam, um, fundamentalist Islam, and then joined the Finsbury Park Mosque. Um, it's a good mosque. Yeah. When he got onto the, uh, onto the plane... He was seen trying to light matches, and the passengers all said, don't, what, don't you're not allowed to smoke here. I don't think you do that, um, mate. <laughs> the stewardess came over and said, could you not light matches? And he said, oh, OK. And she went away, and that oh. was the end of it to begin with. Oh. Uh, and then later she came over to find he had his shoe in his lap and was still trying, trying to light, light it. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd always imagined that it was some sort of, like, electrical connection. Yeah, if you I pressed thought it was your some feet together, device. Go, no, it was a Literally. fuse, like a... Tss- yeah. Uh, shaped like a shoe. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, at which point she said, stop doing that, and overpowered him and took his shoes off him. Uh, the reason his shoes failed to explode was, A, the fuse was too long, apparently, uh, B, B, the rainy weather and foot perspiration had made them too damp. Of course. He was foiled by his own sweaty feet. Wow. I mean... But because of him, we now all have to take off our shoes every time we go on yeah. an aeroplane. Just to see if they're going... Just to see <laughs> if they've got fuses sticking out of them. Oh, wow. Thanks, Richard Reed. Thanks, Richard Reed from Bromley. I mean... I'm going to emphasise the Bromley part of this. I, I Yeah. Bromley is a, a wonderful place with some great people. Some and of the best Richard people. Reed. But by and large, it's more the Richard Reed end of the spectrum. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Oh, well. I feel like it's more important to our lives than a non-surrender. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm annoyed about that. Yeah. What does that put us at? Oh, no. I think it takes us to 7-6. To me. To you. Yes! that's so annoying. (laughs) That is so annoying. I was so... That's the closest call ever. ahead by one... Uh, All you had to do was get one point today. Did you need one point? Wow, do you know what you sound like? <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to go that far. I was going to say the Conservative Party. <laughs> All you had to do was win All you had to Kensington do was... and Chelsea. All you had to do was have a credible leader. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for being so very gracious. Welcome. Maybe we'll have a forfeit. Maybe we won't even bother. Yeah. Because I mean, it's maybe... Christmas time. Maybe. I don't know. You want a truce? I will invite you to surrender. Okay. Nuts, nuts to you! <laughs> I ain't surrendering. Fine. All right, let's have a Christmas truce. Okay. Does that mean we just hold each other? Yeah. We'll eat a mince pie. Uh, thus concludes this week's date fight. Wow. What a week. What an incredible week. There'll be another seismic week of date fights starting tomorrow morning. Yes. Why you won't you... have anything to do because you're at work this week. Just listen to date yeah. You can catch up on all the back ones you missed, like the 8th of November. I think most people are going to be working the first day or two. That's rubbish.
Yes, they shouldn't have to. I know they shouldn't, they shouldn't have, to, have do that. to do that. Well, I think it's like you you're allowed. Tell your boss. I said you didn't have to come in today. It's like you're allowed to bring in games. Surely you're allowed to listen yeah. to our podcast on the sneak yeah. in the office. Put it on the speaker for everyone to hear. It's better than the Christmas songs, isn't it? So uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I hope you'll join us then. Yes. Why not subscribe and share? And thank you for being one of the rare weekend listeners. Yes, we love you so much more than the week listeners. Yeah, we do. We really do. Don't tell them this. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.